did you notice five minutes ago? I noticed just now. Hey, what's up, guys? <laughs> Welcome to the Save Continue podcast. Take two. Take two. My name is Ryan Robinson. Uh, with me, as always, is Tom Shelby. Hi. Uh, is not with us this week. Um, she has been on a bender for the last uh, two weeks, so she finds it really hard to actually be on the show. Um, so uh, we're just going to do real quick. We're going to talk about uh, what we've been playing, because that's what Shanae would do. Uh, rest in peace, Shanae. You know, you're living on in our hearts. Um, so uh, I'm not going to pretend that we didn't already just do this a second ago. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not going to try to. That's just. That's just. I'm all about full transparency here. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so just a quick rundown. I've been playing uh, Stellaris, um, and I played Last Blade Two with Tom today. Um, you know, and I talked about basically getting a little bit better at that game as far as uh, move inputs. And- a little bit better. Definitely a lot better, dude. Like, dude, look at the last several times. Well, I guess we've only played a few times, but like the last couple of times that we played that game, like you got raked over the coals. This time you kept up quite a bit. Yeah. Well, know? man, it's like it's a weird thing, right? Because like I think that, and I and I don't and I don't think that Last Blade is unique in this uh, as far as SNK games go, but. In my experience, SNK games tend to favor the run over the dash, uh, the forward run as, a, as opposed to the forward dash. Mm. Um, and coming from playing Street Fighter primarily, which is that's what I have, and the very few characters have a run in that game. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's kind of um, it's kind of getting my movement down in Last Blade Two, or I guess any really any uh, SNK game has been kind of a challenge for me. Um, so I've been, so that's kind of that, and that's kept me like, like I would dash, and then I have to have the recovery animation of when I stop, and then I that that opens me up. Um, yeah, yeah. But um, I've been trying to do that less because I know that that's I I'm getting my mind around the fact that that's not how movement in that game works. Um, What's that like? Just rush down in general? Well, no, not just rush down in general, but like I think where. Um, you know where where I'm pl- in uh, Street Fighter is that a, a large part of my movement strategy is you know in the employment of forward dashes um, mm. and uh, having to having to do without that in these SNK fighting games that we had been playing has been like it's it's been mentally kind of a challenge for me yeah. but um, I think that. Also, the good thing about playing, well, I was going to say the good thing about playing Last Blade 2 is it's reduced the, the frequency at which I jump in, but that is a flat-out lie because um, I jump in a lot in that game. But it just I think, it, jumping, I think jumping in the Last Blade 2 is safer than it is in Street Fighter. Yeah, because I think cause you have a way to defend yourself up there, right? Yeah. And, um, and like, you might not always get it, right? But, you know... You could like if you pull it off, then you could you escape getting hit, and then but yeah. If you watch if you watch players like Vic Viper or Dindo like playing Last Blade Two, like they're jumping all over the place. You yeah, know? Um, it's just a different game. Yeah, so you know, but uh, yeah, and then like I finally and my favorite moment in any fighting game is when 
you find that character that clicks with you. Yeah. And uh, it's ironic in this case because I can't remember what her name is. But, <laughs> <laughs> but um, bet but, you remember if it was a man. Oh sure. I'm just playing. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, actually, it's funny because I don't actually remember any of the men's names in that game either. Uh, I know the names of the characters I play. Yeah, you know, but like well, I haven't spent enough time with Last Blade Two. Like yeah. I'm not intimate with it like I am with fucking Street Fighter. You know. Yeah, like the only character but, whose name I remember in that game is Setsuna. Yeah. Um. But Friday, Lee. Yeah. Yeah. But it's uh, you know, it's, you know, it, I I don't know if it was just me. Or if it like started, the game started to seem to move faster. Like it said, it felt like it was moving faster. Like as I felt more confident in what I was doing, the game felt like it yeah. was moving faster. I mean, I think that was probably just you. It could also be, you know, what else it could be is that like you started off power and you eventually went to speed. And I don't know if speed changes movement speed. I don't think it does, but it might. Yeah. Well, then, like, it's funny because, like, I had been doing speed before because I wanted those chain combos. But then I started yeah. feeling more comfortable with power, and now I actually prefer it. Um, yeah. I, uh, most people play power. Yeah. But, uh, um, yeah. I think also because I, I was changing up who I was playing frequently, which I don't typically do. Yeah. Uh, I typically play Hibiki, who just generally moves slower. Yeah. You know? But... Um, and then also, uh, I, as I mentioned, uh, during that botch recording, uh, that I, I was playing a game called Ember, which is essentially, um, if, if the, the core conceit of the game is that if, uh, firefighting was part of the gig economy and you could outsource firefighting in the same way that you outsource delivery services, uh, and your character has a, has an app on their phone that they used to find fires locally and you go try to fight fires and save people, and then you get you get paid money for it. Um, sure. Uh, as I mentioned to you before, Tom, um, there is no subtlety in the satire that that game is looking to evoke. Um, it is a very on-the-nose sort of thing. Um, yeah. And it, I don't think it's making a broader statement, honestly. I think it's just basically saying, you know, what if there was – what if Uber had firefighters and that's it? Uh and it's not really nah, a game like that. They must be trying to say something. I think that they're trying to say like something about how people should have should be able to get paid more, and um, there should be a universal basic income and all that. But uh, it doesn't actually effectively <laughs> convey that message at all yeah. uh, because there's. I mean, there's not a story to the game, right? It's kind of a very like it's a kind of a very freeform thing. Sure. Um, and. I also have been playing Stellaris a lot. Um, it's kind of been our come home from work and sit down on the couch and play Stellaris until bedtime. Um, yeah. And uh, that's, I mean, it's a, I was saying before that, like, I don't know the difference. And maybe I, maybe I don't know enough about Stellaris to say, uh, but I don't know the difference between the PC version and the console version, aside from the obvious uh, input methods. Um, right. I just, Long content, right? Yeah, and, like... I think that could be the big thing that your friends are talking about is content, because, like, 
an expansion can change a lot. Yeah, it's know? certainly. And um, I mean, I don't. I haven't played all the. I haven't played any. I I've only played the base <coughs> game uh, on on PC. Um, the expansions they add, you know, different. They add, you know, um, uh, different races and civilizations to the game, but the 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 gameplay it stays the same. Um, yeah. And uh, but it's a, it's a good time. Um, I feel like I'm pretty bad at it, but uh, uh, Kaylee's gotten really good at it. Um, and that's I think like it's it's one of those games where like you got to have the brain for that, you know. Yeah, and I just don't think that I do, honestly. Yeah. Like uh, because I think that there's there is definitely a way to play it where like cuz one of the uh, one of the uh, the races or species you can select is a rogue AI that their whole thing is basically Skynet. They're just looking to wipe out all organic life in the galaxy. And so <laughs> so you have no you you don't get to be diplomatic with any other civilization. Uh, you don't get to trade or anything like that. Anytime you meet another uh, civilization, like your whole objective is to destroy them, right? There's definitely the class to play. Sure, uh, and there's like there, so you could definitely play the game that way, right? But um, I think that conceptually, the more interesting way to play that game is like with the politics involved and like diplomacy sure. and all that stuff. Like I feel like that is probably the more interesting way to play that game. That said. I've tried that way, and I'm bad at it. <laughs> uh, and I and I do enjoy the game uh, quite a bit. It's just I just don't think that I'm any good at it. Um, yeah, and, I've been there. Yeah. So and then you know I have um, I didn't mention this before, but like the the new uh, two things uh, my my monthly humble uh, choice bundle is uh, unlocked. So I've been. I'm looking to see what's in there that I could get into, because um, uh, I know that they got Jurassic Jurassic Park Evolution in there, which I've heard good things about. You know, I always I don't know. I mean, I've heard good things about it as well, but I've heard like those in the know yeah. say that Operation Genesis was a lot better. Yeah, um, I've never played either. Yeah, so. so I guess that works in my favor. Cause then if I, I like like Zoo Tycoon back in the yeah. day, and I imagine it's pretty similar. Yeah. Um. So I'll I definitely. I mean, I, I'm you know I'm gonna check it out. And then the PS Plus games uh, just came out this uh, today actually. Uh, was it Call of Duty World War Two and Battlefront Two? So. Oh, interesting. Uh, I did not know that. Yeah. So we'll see. Um, maybe maybe both those games are rad. I don't know. Um. I mean. And we're going to talk about multiplayer today, and one of my games is a Call of Duty game, you know. Yeah, yeah. But. So, uh, yeah, that's that's basically it. That's kind of all I've been up to. Nothing, nothing too crazy. What about you, Tom? Yeah. So all I really talked about uh, before we we went off the air uh, <laughs> was uh, <laughs> Capcom versus SNK two. It's keeping me from playing newer games that I have. Yeah. Uh, it's just. It's all I want to play. How old is that and, game? Well, two, it came out, I think, in 2001, right? Okay. That's the number in the title. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's just, I don't know. I said this before, like, it's it's allows for more creativity than probably any fighting game mm-hmm. uh, that I've played. And uh, So are you, like, finding yourself that you're, like, creating your own combos? 
Well, I mean, it's got uh, a, a groove, which is similar to Vism in Alpha 3, right. which that's what it is. It's custom combo, right? You can cancel anything into anything, just about. Yeah. Uh, that's not the only groove I've been playing, but, you know, that groove is one is one that I favor for sure. Uh, it's It's interesting to be able to just, like, go into training mode and you hit the you hit both heavies to activate that, right? Yeah. Well, in training mode, you've got infinite fucking meter. So you're just sitting there doing this combo that's like hundreds of hits. Yeah. It's like, it's very, very entertaining, you know? So I've been actually thinking about how, like, I need to, like, when I do training in Street Fighter, like, by default, it gives you infinite V-trigger. It gives you infinite uh, the other thing. And, like that's a bad way to train i think because then like i don't get i'm not like i'm not used to like then i go into an actual fight and i'm just like oh shit i don't have my meter you know so yeah and i i agree and disagree i think it really just depends on what it is you're training to do yeah you know if you're training to cancel into super then yeah why would you want to have to re-earn it every time you want to retry that you know but i see what you're saying though um, because I think that doing that has conditioned me to always do the EX version of every move. Uh, ah, and I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so like, I don't want to do that. So yeah. See, and like a, a lot, not all, but a lot of these older games don't have EX versions, you know, yeah. so it's not a problem. Sure. Um, so yeah, uh, video games are great. Uh, fighting games are the best. And so today... Uh, Tom and I are going to talk to y'all about our favorite online multiplayer uh, that we've experienced in games that we've played, um, and this is and this is not going to be exclusive to fighting games. Uh, it's basically any online multiplayer that we've experienced, and um, yeah. So I'm looking forward to hearing uh, what you've enjoyed uh, since online multiplayer became a thing, Tom. Well, I've got a list here, and I guess I want to I want to clarify one thing with you before sure. we start is like I've got some like what are we saying is online multiplayer because I've got some games that are like leaderboard games you know um, I've got so, some games that are like straight up a shit ton of people and some games that are one on one like fighting games yeah so I mean that's basically you know my when I thought it when I thought of it it was the um, the idea I had was you know any game that you play online actively with other people but okay. um, as but you know, here's the thing is you know it's our show. We can you know we can define it however we want. So if you got stuff on there that's got that's just leaderboard shit, then I want to hear about it. All right. Well, I'm gonna start with that then because it's just two of them. Okay. I'll make it pretty pretty quick. Uh, Geometry Wars two and Tetris Effect. Uh, it you know what I love so much about those games is like with both of them. And obviously, Geometry Wars 2 was years ago, right? Tetris right. Effect was not, not that long ago. Uh, I'd set a score, and I'd go to work, and I'd come home, and a friend or a family member would have beat that score. And I'll sit there until I beat their score, you know? Yeah. And I come back the next day and rinse and repeat. And, like, it's so fun because, like, I know that leaderboards are there to mimic the experience of high score at an arcade or right. whatever, right? <clears throat> but, like, 
it feels more like words with friends or like chess by mail. So like you know? asynchronous uh, multiplayer. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so I just had a lot of fun with that stuff. Uh, so that's my first thing and my only thing involving leaderboards. Okay. Um, yeah, you know, honestly, dude, like there, there's something, to, there's something about, you know, like setting that score that you're like, you're like, there's no way, there's no way yeah. you're going to top this score. And yeah. then like, but, then they do. but it's fun because like you, you leave the game and like, maybe you can't touch the game again for like another six or eight hours. And then like the anticipation of like, you're loading up the game and like looking to see if someone else has topped it. And yeah. it's fun. That's like that. That kind of competition is like really fun. And I think that people have like extrapolated that to like the meta of like the trophy score. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, for sure. But like even like, dude, even with with Tetris Effect, man, when that game, the first couple of weeks of that game, I had friends like people that we both know messaging me being like, dude, I saw your fucking score on there. Like, yeah, yeah you did. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. it feels good. Yeah. It feels good. And, and I think that like. And, you know, you, you were talking about, um, like, when it, like, it's kind of just, like, hearkening back to, like, the old, like, arcade days. And, like, yeah. it's, like, because I, I think I asked you, like, recently um, if you, when you're playing a game, if you still put your initials in, in there. Mm-hmm. And, like, there's, like, any time. Well, no, what it was, what it was, you were telling me, I don't remember what game you were talking about, but you were talking about a game Streets of Rage. on a console that couldn't save. Yeah. That you were putting your initials on. Yeah. You know? I would, so I would beat Streets of Rage 2 every weekend and put my initials back in there every yeah. weekend. And I was the, always the only person doing it because I was the only one playing the would game. Would you try to leave your, your, your console on after you did that? Uh, or no. did you just not give a fuck? Well, because I, I, we'll I got to the point where, like, the first time I did it, I looked at it with a, a sense of pride. Like, yeah. like, look at me. I'm in first place. Yeah. Uh, against the computer against the computer uh <laughs> with like an absurdly low score like a yeah. score that they that no one would have if they actually finished the game right right um right. but so after a while i kind of you know kind of got over it um but yeah i i think that there's i think that's that's multiplayer in itself um so i guess i'll go next so i have um i actually have resident evil outbreak um, I never actually played those games. So I know how they work and all that. But, yeah. yeah. So like that game is the. So I think that game came out. Prop. I think that was like two thousand four, two thousand five. I think. Um, okay. And it was such a flawed but great time, and only flawed in the way that you couldn't actively, you couldn't actually speak to anyone. Like while you guys were in the session together, like you had right. you had the pregame lobby where you guys can like say stuff to each other. But Capcom always had a weird thing about like they had a, like a weirdly low character limit on their chats. It's it's weird. Um, but like actually being in the game was like it was really cool. Like because it it was there was a satisfaction that came from like we can't talk to each other. And we have to rely on these uh, context specific uh, pre-recorded character. Uh, voice cues to like communicate what we're trying to do and the game was yeah. pretty good about like because like I when you play the game like on the right stick it like you compress it in one of four directions and each direction would determine what your character said 
And if there's a context that was specific to that specific specific response, you could communicate certain things to other people in your group. Um, right. So there was like a really good like satisfaction like when like all four people were somehow effectively communicating that way and communicating yeah, yeah. like intent like of what you wanted to do like I need you to do this thing and this is how I'm going to tell you that I need you to do this thing so I can do that thing. And you uh, know what? I'm actually really glad you brought that up. Uh, what was the Titanfall fucking battle royale? Oh, uh, Apex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, they got a lot of praise for the nonverbal communication oh, yeah, the, that they the put pings. into that game. And, uh, you know, I know games have had that shit forever. Obviously, Outbreak is old as shit, you know? But, yeah. like, I feel like not a lot of games do a good enough job of that. And, like, that's that's cool to hear about Outbreak. Yeah, and, and this is especially good for games where, like, because I think that most people, they're not talking to strangers on the mic. Uh, every once in a while that'll happen, but it's usually not the case, right? But at the same right. time, while you're not talking to, you know, the other team members on the mic, you also, like, you want to win too, right? So, um, and, like, like it or not, like, effective communication in some capacity is, like, a core component of those games. Uh, so being able to effectively communicate with your team is, like, a huge deal. And I wouldn't say that most times the communication in Outbreak was particularly effective, but it was good when you had somebody who had other people in your group who understood what you were trying to do and, you know, to accomplish that goal. Um, the flip side of that is that there was also, some, like, a lot of tension in that game because um, everybody in your group is infected. Uh, with yeah. with I don't remember which virus it is. I don't know if it's the T or the G or the M or the V or whatever. It's the progenitor virus, dumbass. Oh yeah, sure. <laughs> Doctor Red Foreman. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, but like, so like, if one of your team members dies, they come back as a zombie and can attack the other members of the group. And yeah. I thought that was just such a cool mechanic. Um, but the there's game, a newer game that's doing that. I, I can't remember what it is. So I know that there's a because I know that there's a new Resident Evil multiplayer game, and I don't, I'm not sure if it works that same well, way. Well, you're talking about Resistance, the yeah. one that shipped with, uh, yeah, no, that's that's different. Okay. Um, but yeah, so that you know, I I feel like Resident Evil Outbreak was like a really good use of like a really fun way like to make Resident Evil like multiplayer. Um, yeah. and, I, and I actually would have, I actually did, I played that game all the way up until they took the servers offline. Only Resident Evil multiplayer I ever got into was Mercenaries. Yeah. But. It's a good game. I played, I played like, uh, I always get Operation Raccoon City and what was the other one? Six? Or um, Umbrella Chronicles? Umbrella, yeah. I always or get Umbrella those two Core, mixed up. I don't remember yeah. what it was. Uh, one of the games that you were playing had you playing as an umbrella dude, and he had like a bite guard on his forearm, which I thought was really cool. Yeah, he had a bite like you had the bite guard, so you can like the zombie will bite into it, and you can use a zombie as a shield. Um. Okay, so I'm just gonna go through my lump of fighting games here. Sure. Uh, I've got on here uh, Third Strike Online. Um. Darkstalkers Resurrection, Last Blade 2, and Garo Mark of the Wolves. Uh, I think it's interesting, right? Especially with with 
Vampire, Savior, and uh, Third Strike. Because these are all old games. They're all old, right? Yeah. But two of the versions of these games are current gen, and two of the versions of these games are, if not 10 years old already, damn near it, you yeah. know? Um, so, I mean, those would be, you know, Street Fighter and Darkstalkers. And, like, the, the, the versions of those games on last-gen consoles, the on, like, the online on all of them, are fantastic they all use rollback uh they all use i believe they all use a version of ggpo right so they they run extremely well i bring them up because obviously we like playing fighting games online uh but it sucks when i think that like these old games uh especially these two that were re-released damn near a decade ago just have such a better online experience than these newer games we're getting. Yeah. Uh, and I think they deserve praise for that. Uh, and then especially like basically everything that Capcom was putting out uh, on 360 and PS3 when it comes to fighting games, um, as far as their re-releases go. So they did, they did Darkstalkers Resurrection, they did Third Strike Online, they did the Marvel Origins Collection, they did Marvel vs. Capcom 2, right? Uh, all those versions of those games ran so well, had nice little additions as far as, like, like kind of like what we were talking about on the fighting game episode about, like, accolades being called out to you. Yeah. Like, on the side of the screen, on all of those games, it's like, hey, you did this many EX moves, you did this many rolls, you did this many whatever, air blocks, right? Yeah. And, uh, like, yeah, it's just such a better package than anything that's out today. They all run better than anything that's out today. And I think that's a large part of the reason why you can still get on Darkstalkers Resurrection or Third Strike Online and find a game. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah, it's think there's something to be said for that yeah and you know it's and it's it's important right because like i mean fighting games don't come out like all the time right you know like you're yeah. not you're not going to get a new entry in your favorite franchise every single year right so right, right. like having that kind of longevity in the game like having a way to ensure that people are going to keep enjoying playing the game for an extended period of time while they wait for the next game i mean that's important especially like now when we kind of can't, you know, for the most part, like, unless you happen to live with the fighting game fan, like, you know, most of us aren't able to play fighting games locally with each other, so. Right, and like, you know, other versions have come out, right? There's a newer version, a current-gen version of Third Strike, and it's not good, yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, I don't know. Wait, is that on the Switch? Uh, it is on the Switch. It's on the PlayStation. It's on. It's on, on everything. Yeah. What? Yeah. I didn't. What's bad about it? Because I'm about. Because you're gonna have to talk me out of buying it real quick. Because no, I mean I think you should buy it if you love if you love Third Strike or or you know it's the 30th anniversary collection. Oh uh, okay okay yeah okay. I What's remember... bad about those? One is that they are arcade perfect is what they claim, right? But yeah. The, you can't pick a level, which I guess that's true to the arcade. What's not true to the arcade is you are stuck on the first level you get. Mm. Uh, what is also not true to the arcade is, like, there's no windscreens or anything like that. Wow. You just, you know. And the online experience itself is not great. 
Mm. I think I was with you when you bought that, actually. Um, yeah. And I think, like, you know, if you're just looking to play some of those old Street Fighter games yeah, uh, in the easiest way possible, they're not terrible. You can still have fun with your friends playing those games. Yeah. But if you're looking to be serious online, it's probably not it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh So Uh, that's my fighting games. Right on. Uh, So I put... Oh, so uh, Killzone Shadowfall. Um, So I don't know if you ever got to play that game online. Nope. Uh, But that game did some... I don't think so. It did. Man, I I feel like it did some really cool shit online. Um the only the only the major problem honestly with uh that game's online is it has the problem with the uh the the delay between when you shoot at a guy and when you hit him really killzone did that yeah um, that's crazy and it was like and it wasn't it was never to the point where i didn't have fun playing it yeah but it was definitely to the point to where you noticed um uh, the only reason I say that it's crazy is because most of the multiplayer games that have that issue are things like The Division or like Destiny, where it's like the shared world experience, not so much like the Destiny's online focused multiplayers. Yeah, and it was, it's weird. And I don't know if it was just because it was a launch title and Gorilla was still trying to figure out like the infrastructure or whatever. Um, no, they had, they had that shit day one, man. Yeah, you so know? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. That said. That's crazy. Um, that game is a fucking blast if you if you can get your friends together, and um, but really what what stands out to me about that game is that um, you'll have to forgive me because I can't remember if it's a, a specific multiplayer mode or if this was just standard, um, but there you could play the game. You could start it could start out as one game mode and it goes through different game modes as you're going through the match. So on one hand it could be like all right, so we got to kill this many guys, right? Okay. And then the next match is like, okay, now we got to go take control of this control point. And then the next, and then the next thing is like, okay, now we got to go do this thing. And it's just, it was cool because like, it kept you doing different things and moving around the map and like, uh, and like kind of adjusting your teamwork and coordinating differently. And that's interesting. And it's really cool because I think that even now, um, and I and I don't play multiplayer shooters like the way I used to before, so I can't. I can't speak, uh, you know, uh, empirically authoritatively, to this. authoritatively right. to this, but like most of the time when you're playing a shooter, like you're in this mode and that's the mode you're playing until the match is over. Right. Uh, which you is... know what, what, what's interesting about Killzone doing that is like Killzone was a launch game. Yeah. So I imagine like breaking it up in that way is a good way to be like and i don't like i said i've never played it so i don't know if that's just how the game played or like you said there's different modes or whatever yeah uh but like it's a good way to have a launch day competitive shooter with fuller lobbies yeah you know what i mean because there's not a lot of them out in the wild uh you want as many you want full lobbies you want full games and when you give the people when you give the players the opportunity to choose between five different modes you're segmenting those groups you know yeah. uh so that's that's really interesting um and it's 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 a shame though because i i honestly do think that uh shadowfall was as a pretty well-made game yeah. um the only thing about it is that like it it was a launch title and uh and i and i bring that up because like 
it wasn't long before other shooters who were maybe doing different things a bit better than Killzone was doing, like mechanically, came out. Right. Because um, Call of Duty and Battlefield were on there almost right away. Yeah, like I think the I think the console launched with Ghosts, which yeah. I mean, a lot of people have a lot of bad shit to say about Ghosts. I I don't know enough about Call of Duty to know why Ghosts is bad. Uh, so I I don't know, but um. But like they, uh, the PlayStation immediately got a current gen port of Battlefield Four. Right. Um, well, that was real bad though. Apparently, uh, yeah, there were some there were some problems. But um, but what I'm saying for, is like for, like more like, more recognizable. Well, not more recognizable, but like bigger games franchises. that were absolutely going to sell better. Yeah, or like we're yeah. launching around the same time as this game, which you know yeah. it, it sucks because I think that I do like I think that Killzone as a franchise is very cool. Um, and I, you know, I'd like to see another one at some point, but, um, I also think you have a problem with, 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 with that when like a lot of people who were changing over from Xbox 360 at that point, right. Like me, uh, had never played the other kill zones and they're like, well, do I need to play the four that came before this one? Yeah. You know? I don't know. And it turns out, you which know. is obviously why they, obviously why they called it Shadowfall, but That's, you know, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was a, it's a, it's a really cool game. And I know that, and that's funny because I very recently I've, I see people posting about like how much they miss playing that game and like they have their videos. Like I, I actually found like, I have a, a, a video that I posted on Facebook, like back, like what, when was it? Seven years ago, uh, when the console came out and I was like, man, shadow falls a pretty, was a pretty great game. Um, God, was it that long ago? Yeah, it's, uh, November oh, 2013. So, well, you can go play it still, right? Yeah, I'll just play it by myself. Yeah. Um, but uh, what, uh, what do you got, Tom? Well, as far as shooters go, I'm just gonna run through Splatoon real quick because we talked about it recently, right? I think Splatoon 2 is one of the most original shooters uh, in years. Sure. Uh, Splatoon, in, Splatoon in general. And I think it's cool that it's not, they're not concerned with what people think is the best way to control a shooter on consoles. Right. They've come up with the best way and others just haven't accepted that. Yeah. You know, and that's, yeah. that's kind of sad. Yeah. Um, so there's that. Uh, also, awesome community. Even with everything that's going on in the world right now, the Splatoon 2 community stays extremely positive. Yeah. Lots of Black Lives Matter on there. Yeah. Fucking awesome. Yeah. Uh, other than that, I want to bring up Modern Warfare 3 and Quake Live. Uh, specifically, in any Call of Duty, my favorite mode is Kill Confirm. In Quake Live, my favorite mode was Harvester. They're very similar, right? You kill the, bo- the guy... But it's a points-based thing, and you got to go get the thing to get the points. Right. In Quake Live, not only did you have to get the thing, but you had to take it to a certain right? Yeah. I really loved it, man. Uh, I think my favorite thing about it is that, especially with Quake Live, one, Quake Live ran in browser. Right? That's right. That's so right. So even even your friends that had the worst fucking PC in the world, if they got good internet. They're fine. They could play Quake Live with you, right? Yeah. I think that was really cool. What I like about Kill Confirm and what I like about Harvester is that I think oftentimes with games like that, I'll have a friend who wants to play but is intimidated, 
uh, doesn't feel comfortable with first-person shooters, especially online. Yeah. And I think that's a good way of bringing new people into the game. Right. Because even if they're terrible at aiming or whatever, you can just be like, hey, look, dude, you just go pick that thing up. Yeah. You know, and we'll take care of you. That's yeah. all, all you got to do. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that's awesome. Like, I know it sounds funny, right? But, like, it's, it's awesome because you can include other people yeah. uh, in something that you're interested in. Sure. And I yeah. think that, like, at the end of the day, like, as far as, like, especially when we're talking about, like, a team-based thing, like, everybody wants to feel like they're contributing, right? And, right. And I think that's a good way to do it. Right. Right. It's mercy before mercy, right? Like, yeah. it's, it's basically that. Uh, and, yeah, Kill Confirm just... I don't know. Really fun. Obviously, Quake, Quake versus Call of Duty. Uh, they're very, very different games. But uh, in that way, I find them similar. And I, I think that that's something more like shooters could use more of. Yeah. Um, because, you know, now, right now, if you don't want to play Overwatch, uh, what really else is there? that you can help just bring in somebody who's not great into yeah. these games, you know? Yeah. Kill confirm. That's really about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, speaking, uh, speaking of shooters. Um, so the next thing I had on my list was Titanfall. Well, specifically Titanfall two. Um, and for Titanfall. Yeah, man, dude. So listen, um, like there are people who play with, there are people who play that game with Titans turned off, and I don't fucking understand <coughs> it because that shit is so dope. Yeah. Uh, like, and uh, I actually played Titanfall 2, the campaign all the way through, and actually some multiplayer. Yeah. Um, man, like, when those Titans drop in, yeah. Oh, it just, it's cool every single fucking time. It's pretty cool. Every time. And, like, that game is, it has so many different, like, ways to, like, it just it just has so many different like moments in multiplayer where it's like so many oh shit moments you know and yeah. like um like for example i i saw this uh there's this guy there's two two players who were in uh separate titans who were fighting each other and like um one of them forced the other to eject like he like he's like he had the guy on the ground and he stomped on his titan and made the dude eject and then like as the dude ejected he like aimed his gun at him and just like shot him and it was like the coolest thing i'd ever seen <laughs> um but it's it's also really cool because like it's in the way that like um with like kill confirmed or uh what was the other one uh harvester harvester uh and that way like there are like even if you're like garbage at Titanfall, there are other different little ways that you can contribute, right? Um, like if you if you can't hang like, like fighting against like the other players, there are NPCs that also need to be dealt with too, right? Mm, yeah, yeah. Um, and so that can also like it doesn't uh, naturally it doesn't advance you toward victory as fast as killing another player, but right. you're still moving the meter in some way. Right, um, right, right. But even still, like just the moment to moment gameplay with the Titans, like like jumping on someone else's titan and like and like sabotaging it or like having like having that moment where like you guys are just outnumbered and you're getting your asses kicked and then like your friend's titan just like comes around the corner and starts laying waste to everybody it's like that shit is cool like every yeah, time um the game is and like, i definitely did i did not give that game enough time you yeah know? Uh, the multiplayer, I should say, I did not give enough time, but I liked what I played. Yeah, um, and I kind of want to use that to segue into Apex. 
because uh, we did talk about Apex a little bit earlier, but um, like Apex just does so many cool things. Um, it's like and like and I think like the one I want to call out like firstly is like the like the 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 nonverbal communication aspect of that game is just like there are lots like lots of different other lots of other games have had like a like a system in place where you could ping like certain things, right. but like it was always for the most part it had been relegated to pointing out that there are other enemies or what have you but like like call, being able to call out like different areas or call out like equipment and stuff like that and um like being able like like the te- like having like good team composition in that game is just like really satisfying um and i've and that game just feels it's like it feels good in the way that titanfall felt good um you know and it felt like it's as it should yeah <laughs> I mean, obviously, but like it's like it's got, it's got fucking Call of Duty alum working on it, you know. Yeah, and it's like it's fast and fluid the way that Titanfall is. Um, yeah. Like the gunplay feels good, and yeah. like having a good team, that game feels really good. Um, I've never actually played it. I watched you play it. When yeah, it first came and out. I think that like but... especially considering the fact that it's free, like if you if you're free with if you're okay with giving up some of your time to check it out, um, yeah. I think I think. And everybody should should honestly give it like a like give it a few matches because it is a really really fun game, um, and I think that one of the things that I probably I think battle royales are intimidating to people only in that nobody likes being killed in a game especially early on and then having to sit the rest of the game out. Um, well, I also think like you know just statistically speaking, your chances of winning are pretty slim. Right. You know. Right. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and my, and and to date, I have won exactly one match of Apex Legends. Yeah. Um, but, dude, uh, when you get the MVP and then your fucking character's on a banner in the next match, looks pretty <coughs> fucking cool. Um, that is a cool thing to do. Yeah, so it's a, it's a really cool game. And I, I think, and especially, like I said, it's free. And it's, uh, I think that the Battle Pass stuff is kind of, you know... Not great, but like overall, like on a like. <laughs> but I mean, you didn't pay for anything. So, yeah, you know. Um, you know. Throw some shekels. Yeah. So, but but at the same time, like I don't. I'm not saying that the battle pass conceptually isn't great. I'm saying what you get for those shekels maybe isn't great. But that's all. That's subjective, right? But um, overall, the game is solid and it's fun, and um, I should put more time into it because it's actually very cool. Okay. Well. See, now you got me confused here, because I've got a Battle Royale I want to talk about. Mm-hmm. i got a shooter I want to talk about. Mm-hmm. I don't know which way to go. I'm going to go with the shooter okay. and say Killing Floor 2. Oh, man, that's uh, on my list, too. Hell yeah. Yeah, I was going to say Left 4 Dead. I have a lot of love for Left 4 Dead, both 1 and 2. Yeah. Uh, and I still do, and I, I can still have fun with Left 4 Dead. But I do feel like Killing Floor has surpassed it. Yeah. Uh, in many ways mm-hmm. you know when i think about the way that horde mode works uh by design there are a few different ways right there's there's the left for dead way uh which also is the vermintide way yeah uh, where you're going through a somewhat linear level right yeah with checkpoints in between um there's the call of duty zombies way where you're, you start at a point in an environment, and as waves go on, that environment expands and expands and expands. Right. Right? 
And then there's the Killing Floor way. And the what I really what really makes Killing Floor the one for me is the way that you know you experience the level in that the entire level is open to you from the get-go. But your vending machine where you upgrade and get ammo between waves moves between yeah. waves. Uh, which is which that is your encouragement to explore your environment. Right. And I think that's a, just a much more interesting way to do it. Uh, it's a much more uh, free, expressive way to do it, right? Sure. Because, like, maybe I don't need to go to that thing yet, yeah. you know? Um, and that's pretty cool. Yeah. And but, uh, I, I think that, like, with, like, more, like, thinking about Left for Dead versus killing floor i think that like in either experience you're trading one thing for another like for like for example like i think that with with killing with uh with left for dead you get you get the character personalities and you get some sort of like linear kind of narrative there a little uh, bit yeah um and it's and i think that's especially apparent in left for dead too like they have like a more linear like clear-cut narrative with that game um right. And that's cool, and like the, and also you get those characters' personalities, which I think, which I, you know, which I find really, really entertaining. Uh, but with Killing Floor, what you get in exchange for those is you get like the different the, with with Left 4 Dead, everybody's capabilities are the exact same. Everybody does the exact same thing, uh, yeah. and having different, having different, what do they call them? Uh, classes. Well, they call them yeah. perks, but like having yeah, different, perks. having different classes. Um, in Killing Floor, like it makes it so that like your your team composition is always gonna like your team composition is always changing. Like this time you might have a you might have someone with a flamethrower. Next time you might have someone with a rocket launcher. Right, right, and, right. And so like that stuff is well. Like, not 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 to mention, uh, it was after it was shortly after the console version of the game came out uh, that they updated it to have the dual perk system. Yeah. Which I think is really genius, right? If if you're, I I played SWAT mostly, and SWAT used a lot of SMG type weapons. Yeah. Uh, and medic at the time, I don't remember what they called that class. Maybe they called it medic. I don't fucking know. Yeah. Had like an SMG type weapon, right? Right. After dual perk, you would then get the benefits if you were playing SWAT and using a different perk's SMG. Yeah. Because why wouldn't you? Sure. You know? Yeah. Uh, and in that way, you could make these classes that weren't like pre-existing classes, almost like a build, but not really. You yeah. Know? Uh, and that that was really cool. But you know, to your point, I like the style, uh, and just thematically, I like Left for Dead much more than Killing sure. Floor. I think Killing Floor feels like a game I would have loved in the in middle school, you sure. know. Well, like I think uh, Killing Floor is like very um, explicitly silly, right? Um, but I I think that the gameplay of Killing Floor is just that much better sure. as it should be. It's a much newer game than Left for Dead, you yeah. Know? Uh, it's it's like comparing you know fucking Odyssey to Mario One, you know, right. like it's, but yeah. They're both great. Yeah. Um, I have on here uh, Battlefield 3. Um, so, I, you know, I've played... So, I think the Battlefield games that I've played are both bad companies. Um, 
and Revolution. Yeah, and then I played three and four. Um, but Battlefield three, Battlefield three was just like, I think like the sweet spot in that franchise for me. And like, granted, I haven't played Battlefield one or Battlefield five or you know those, but like, no Hardline. Uh, no, I just kind of watched you play Hardline, and that was enough for me. Oh uh, no, actually, I played the multiplayer beta for Hardline. So, um, but the thing about Battlefield that was always so impressive to me was the level of scale of those uh, of those matches. Um, like having like these huge open maps and like and then like having like all these vehicles going all over the place, like tanks and jets and helicopters and and um, you know like trying to like you know trying to like go to an objective and like fighting my way there and like taking cover behind like a tank as it's advancing like that stuff was like really thrilling to me yeah. um and then you know of course there's the levolution uh which you know the people who the people who made uh red faction would call that geo mod but that's neither here nor there um but it was i feel like it was it looked and felt a lot nicer than red faction and i love red faction well red faction but... gorilla does it better than battlefield 3 but oh red red faction does it like much more fun yeah you know but but uh, you can believe battlefield you know at yeah. least to an extent there's there's a bit yeah. more reality um, there but like the idea of someone is camping in this building well let me let's get a tank over here and like blow that building up so he can stop camp so like that we can kill that sniper and stuff um and it's just like it's just the again it's like the level of scale and it just is like really it's really awesome um and like the guns just felt really the guns really feel good in that game and they and like it's really easy to kind of like identify like what your favorite gun is just because they all feel so distinct and they all feel like granted I don't know shit about guns but I know how I imagine guns feel and how like uh and you know there's like there's like a weightiness that you expect after a certain point and they all they all have that sense of impact to them right and um and the matches just always seem to seem so balanced and um and they they just feel like if you have you know if both teams have like us have the same number of, of players both teams really do have like an equal chance of winning regardless of where those two teams start on the map and it just feels really good to be in those matches and also um the that game has never uh i don't think i've ever seen a game that had more satisfying uh, melee kills uh, as far as first-person shooters are concerned, uh, because like glory kills. Oh sure. Uh, well, I don't know if glory kills exist in the multiplayer, but um, <laughs> sure. Uh, but man, that would how embarrassing would that be to like have to like watch yourself get like fucking dismembered <laughs> like that? Uh, but no, like um, like you sneak up, like sneaking up on a sniper and then like just turning him over and like stabbing him in the throat. It's neat. Yeah. It's really cool and stuff like that, right? Um, I will give Battlefield Four props for um, for having like a kind of a reversal system on that. Where like if someone comes at you from the front and they try to stab you, like if you push the you button, you can tech it. 
you actually you can <laughs> like you grab their hand and then you bring it around yeah. and make them stab themselves and that's and that's really cool because like one of my favorite things about like multiplayer games especially first person shooters and this also like informs usually at the time anyway would inform my my gamer tag choice was imagining doing something to someone else on in that game and having them yell your fucking gamer tag at the screen and like sure. and like what are those that's one of those things that i just imagine like someone just raging over because it's like you have to that's watch funny. it happen to you and it's so fucking funny um that's very funny battlefield 3 is fucking great and i guess i'm about to find out how great uh battlefront is because i it's basically i think it's like the same awesome. engine yeah so it's got lasers in it so yeah i'm into it uh okay so the best battle royale is tetris 99 mm. it's fan fucking tastic and you know i dropped off of it pretty fast uh i don't uh, this is gonna sound bad i don't want to toot my own horn all sure. right sure toot it dude but but it uh it got boring after a while i think the biggest problem with tetris 99 is that at least at the time i know they've done a lot of updates to it that i have not seen uh but at least at the time was that there was not enough to do outside of that you yeah. know like, but that was very cool you like know? could you unlock stuff not then hmm. i don't know about now but not then but uh I mean, nothing significant anyway. Yeah. You know, nothing that you would give a shit about unlocking. Yeah. Uh, but, like, it's just such a neat idea, right? So, Battle Royales come out, and they start blowing up, and people are all about them, and they're like, okay, Arika and Nintendo were like, hey, let's do this. Arika, of all fucking companies, you know? Like, yeah. Fighting Lair. Yeah. It's like, hey, let's do this. Yeah. Uh, which is fucking nuts. Um... And the fact that I don't know that if the Tetris company came up with this idea, or if Arika did, or if Nintendo did, but the fact that all three of them were on board and that it worked as well as it did, yeah, uh, is pretty awesome, man. And the fact that it's free, you know, like it's free to just go do that. And when I first saw the trailer for it, I was like, okay, it's going to be a hundred people. There are 99 people playing Tetris, throwing junk at each other. Yeah. And that's it. And, like, no, that's not it. Like, yeah. You can, you can select how you're going about throwing your junk and who you're throwing it to. Uh, and that's really, really neat. And I thought for sure after that was so successful that we would see Battle Royale in all sorts of genres. Yeah. And, I yes, I know, like, they have made Battle Royales in other genres, but, like, none of them have seen that amount of success yeah you know and i think that there's a reason for that yeah <laughs> because a lot of them are garbage sure uh yeah it's just it's 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 a fun time you know it's i fun time. i hear a lot of people I, I i don't really hear it so much now because i don't feel like people talk about it the way that they did but one of the things that i would often hear about battle royales is that like people like it's like i'm tired of battle royales everything's a battle royale now and yeah. But, like, I never got to that point because I always felt that, and I still feel it, I still feel this way, is that I feel like there are, there's unexplored territory for Battle Royales that I just think that people haven't figured out yet. 
Yeah. Um, and I think that Tetris 99 is an example of someone finding a way to iterate on battle royales in, a, in an interesting and fun way, um, which is what... profitable way. Yeah. You know? Uh, so, which is like, I think that, you know, because I think that when we think of battle royales, like naturally we, we think of, we think of shooters mm-hmm. uh, because most of them are that, right? But um, when you find the one-off that is just, that is not that and is also well-made, is just, it really, you know, it's, it's really, it's really refreshing. And I think that Tetris 99 is proof that there's stuff to do in the battle royale space that hasn't been done yet. And um, we should be yeah, patient about that. I think that that's a very good point. You know, when we, we've brought up the fact uh, you know, we just talked about several horde mode games. We've talked about the fact that horde mode has existed for fucking ever. You yeah. know, we didn't call it that, but that's what Galaga is. Sure. You know, and if they'd stopped at those kinds of games, we, we wouldn't have any fucking Left for Dead or anything like that. You know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. There's definitely unexplored territory there. Um. So, uh, I'm gonna bring up. I feel I would be remiss if I didn't bring this up. I'm going to bring up Monster Hunter World. Um, and and specifically Monster Hunter World because I think that in a lot of different ways that it's, well, yeah, I would say in a lot of different ways, you know, Monster Hunter World is, I think it's the most successful Monster Hunter because it's also the most most accessible in the, in the series. Um, like, granted, there's some... Like there's some like stuff that's like not obfuscated very well, but like um, overall, like it's a great entry point for new players. Um, but I like the way that it handles multiplayer in that. Um, so in previous in previous games, like if you wanted to, if you wanted to go into a hunt with the group, then you you're gonna have to hang out in the lobby and wait for some people to show up. Um, and they'd have to join that specific lobby so that they could, you know, so they could, you know, go on that hunt with you. Um, the inclusion of the SOS flare is just so fucking good. Uh, is that not in, what is the one that they remade on Switch? I didn't play that one, so I, I can't say, but, okay. um. So I'm pretty sure that has it. I could be wrong. Uh, but the SOS flare is just such, it's such a welcome addition to that series because like you get into a you get into a hunt and then you realize well like well shit this isn't going the way that I want it to that I that I wanted it to go I need some help and like being able to call for help and like having people not have to specifically be in your lobby but just yeah. can just like go into your uh, go into your game for that hunt is just like it's just it's a huge change and it makes it makes the game feel more dynamic in a lot of ways um, makes different hunts more playable especially for people like me who don't have like i don't really feel like i feel like i at least at one point i was pretty decent at monster hunter but i didn't really feel like i had like the coordination to be like great at monster hunter because it's just like there's just so much shit going on with that game but um you know getting being able to get help when you feel like you need it or like and like guys also being able to go and help people when you when like when you just feel like help would feel like when you just feel like playing with someone else and you, none of your friends play Monster Hunter, um, it just it it makes a it makes a really huge difference, um, and likewise like I think that also um, the ways in which you can support you know your teammates with like 
like you can lay down like he- like a healing spray to like heal everybody in the radius or like lay down stuff to like increase their attack uh, power and stuff like that and it's just it's just a really really like awesome like fun game uh, to yeah. play with like other people and like um, and I can definitely see why you know uh, people would be intimidated or turned off by previous games in the series because like you know those games don't explain themselves very well like at all and um and they don't explain so much how to play with other people or how to coordinate with other people and i think that this game does a much better job of doing that yeah um and i've god i have over a thousand hours in that game um and it's all and that most of that is multiplayer um and you know it's also just like it's just also just a very well made game. Uh, sure. There are some things that like monster that that quote unquote Monster Hunter clones do better than Monster Hunter, but I think as a whole, um, Monster Hunter is pro is gonna probably for the foreseeable future be my favorite of that type of game. Um, yeah. I never played uh, Dauntless, but I know that was taken off for a while. Yeah. Uh, no, obviously, obviously not to the extent of Monster Hunter. But. So, like the thing about the thing, the one thing I did, I I didn't like about Dauntless, and because I think that like to play Dauntless, like that's actually like it's a pretty well made game, um, especially like as far as free to play Monster Hunter clones go, it's a pretty well made game. Uh, the one thing that Dauntless doesn't have that Monster Hunter does is a sense of impact, uh, both when the when you're hitting the monster and when the monster is hitting you, it just doesn't feel like. You don't feel like you're hitting anything, and I feel like that's a huge deal with games like that, yeah. uh, especially when you like you have giant hammers and enormous swords. Like you want to feel like that weapon is hitting something, uh, and sure. I just feel like Dauntless doesn't really have that. And also, it's got that whole free to play game thing, where like they bombard you with a bunch of shit all over your screen about stuff you need to buy, and it's just oh, do they? I didn't know that at the time. Like granted, like my my memory of the game is like removed by like a year, but yeah, that's what I remember. Well. Uh, you know, I've got Diablo 3 on here, and, like, Diablo 3 is such a weird fucking game. Like, it's changed so much, you know? And I've gone on record many times saying I like Diablo 3 at launch better than I like it now, mm-hmm. which I know most people like it better now. Um, I just feel like the game is much easier than it used to be, and Diablo in nature is like, by nature, is already an easy game. Do we really need to make it easier, you know? Uh, (laughs) But, like, I had a lot of fun. So at launch, I played Diablo 3 on PC uh, with Sarah and with Patrick, who who you know. And we played locally, I think, once or twice as well. Uh, Locally, like, each with our own laptop at the same table, you know? But, uh, and then a couple years ago, a year or two ago, I played the PS4 version again with some coworkers. And, like, it's just, you know, it's one of those games where you can kind of just shut your brain off. Yeah, absolutely. And keep your hands busy and just hang out and talk with friends. Sure, it's a good chat room. And, like, I don't know what that really says about the game itself, but like I do like it. Sure, you know I do like it quite a bit. Um, it's up there. It's up there for me for sure. I could. I guess I could say the same thing about Borderlands Two, which is very funny, how, <laughs> considering how 
poorly I speak of that franchise as a whole. Uh, but I'm not going to lie, playing Borderlands 2 with, with friends from work, like, I had a good time, you know? Yeah. It wasn't a bad time. Um, yeah. I think, like, there's definitely something to games like that. Like, yeah. I've got a couple of buddies at work who are getting ready to pick up Minecraft Dungeons. And, like, I don't think that game has a very long, like, hook to it. There's no real loop to it i don't believe i think you just go through it once i'm not positive i think i think uh i think like it's like five or ten hours or something like that yeah i've heard it's it's pretty short uh but like so what i'm cool with that you sure. know uh especially i mean not right now your time's at a premium you know so yeah um uh so and I, there are games there are dungeon like like action dungeon crawlers like that uh that I like better, that I do think are better than Diablo 3, but as far as playing them online, yeah, uh, I think Diablo 3 is where it's at. Um, I have a couple more on here. Um, and so I'm going to say the next the next one I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mention is Red Dead Online. Um, that game came a long way <laughs> since it's... Since it's uh, uh, when it when it first like came out, um, came a long way, Arthur. Yeah, come stay with me, Arthur. Uh, Arthur. <laughs> and anyway, so <laughs> I mean, we talk about like in both of both of the uh, both of the this game and the and my last and my and my last game are kind of are kind of this, and there are online games that are really just uh, they're at. At a certain point, they become really, really fun chat rooms, uh, and I think that like Red Dead Online is like it is, you know, it is kind of that, you know. But like, it's like, it's a very, it's like a, it can be a very chill experience where like you're just riding horses with your friends, and yeah. like you know, or like riding horses with your friends, hunting like hunting together, and like just you know shooting the shit, and it's it's fun. Um, and like even like or like getting your posse together and like going after like some bad dude and like it'll get in a gunfight with like three of your friends like that's a really it's a really fun experience like especially when like you're talking to each other and like you see like your friend like come around the other side or like come from like the top of like a building and like and it's just it's really neat you know and um and I think that I sometimes think that when I see rock stars like slavish devotion to realism as far as movement is concerned. Sometimes I think I feel like they forget they're making video games. Um but like I think that like that aside, like I think that it's a really good time. Uh yeah. I think that it's a really fun way to like hang out with your friends. Like especially cuz like the map is so big and like you know, you're riding your horses from like one place to another and like during that ride you're just, you know, just hanging out talking with your friends talking about whatever um you know and that's a really it's it's really neat you know and um i'm i think that i think that rockstar did some really i think they did some really silly things as far as how they monetize that uh that game um but the actual core mechanic of that game and like the core loop of like whatever you decide that loop is is really cool um 
and also I just I don't know I, and I think there might be some bias there because of how much I enjoy westerns so there might be some of that in there too um, and I guess like go ahead no you go ahead well I guess like when I, now that I'm like since I'm talking about like fun chat rooms I'm going to end it on um, on the the division two because um, that's another game that is like that at, at some point becomes that but like it's also like it is that like when you're on your way to like doing something and then like once the firefight pops off then it's just like it's chaotic and fun and like everybody feels like there's like this like this special ops tactical badass because you're like you're flanking and like doing your gadgets and like sure and it's just it's and like and these gadgets are so fucking ridiculous like you have your um you have your like your rolly bomb and like yeah i remember like the trailer for the first division when they showed that uh like the reveal trailer i believe showed that yeah and i i thought that was so cool and i was so excited for the division and i never got into either one yeah and initially so i remember i talked to you about like my problems with the division one as far as the whole like lag with uh with gunplay being concerned but like They've addressed that in this game, um, and it's just—it's a really fun game to like play with a group of friends, especially like when you have like one person who's like who has the ballistic shield, and you guys like line up behind him, and like you're shooting over his shoulder, like while he's like blocking all the bullets, and it's like it's shit like that that's like really really fun. Um, the like I I can't speak for like the mindset of the community like i can't say that i can't speak to how like they compared to like something as awesome as the splatoon community because i don't i don't really talk to most of the people but like i think there's there are few on, online multiplayer experiences that are as tense and rewarding as going into the dark zone on the division um mm. so if for if you guys don't know what the what the dark zone is it's basically an area on the map that is where division agents can go and do whatever they want as far as they can kill other division agents uh, while also killing, like, quote-unquote bad guys. And you're getting this, you're getting rare high-level loot and you uh, from this de- from this contaminated uh, area. And the goal is to get as much loot as you can and have it extracted. Of course, while you're extracting your loot, people can kill you and steal your loot. So there's, like, a tension between... And turn on you. Yeah, yeah, or, like, people in your group can turn on you and steal everything from themselves. And so, like, there is definitely, like, a tension there that, like, that never kind of... That kind of never lets up because, like... Yeah. like at any standoff going. Yeah. Uh, at, I mean, I, there was a point where I was in the dark zone, like, by myself, which was ill-advised. And, um, like, I saw some people... Like, I was hiding because I saw some people at the extraction point. And I was like, well, I don't want to go to the extraction point because then they're going to light me up and take all my shit. And so I remember, like, hiding, like, close by. But, like, I could still see the extraction point so I could see what's going on. So, like, I'm going to hang out until they leave. And I'm going to get my stuff and put it on the thing. And hopefully nobody shows up when I shoot this flare off, right? And then, like, all I, I just, like, I watched the helicopter show up. And then they're all standing there. And then... One of their guns goes off, and then all of a sudden, like, all three people are shooting at each other. And, like, then, like, there's one guy who's barely alive, and he just takes all this stuff. And it's, like, really funny watching that unfold. Um, but it's a really cool game, if, if not a little um, if not a little basic in some ways. But it's a really fun and really neat kind of – it's a really neat shooter, especially when it comes to, like, 
always online multiplayer shooters. I think it's a really, really fun time, especially if you can get like a group of people together. Uh, yeah. It's just, it's a really, it's a really good time. Uh, I have one last one I want to bring up that you actually reminded me of when you were talking about Red Dead 2, which is funny to me because that game is Uno for Xbox 360. <laughs> yeah. But like you're talking about, you know, just talking with people. Like, I don't know. I think most people who had a 360 and bought Uno probably look back on it pretty fondly. Yeah. You know? Um, fuck, I don't know how long ago that was, but like, my daughter was in diapers. It know? had to be like 05, maybe. And I still talk to people I met on Uno on Xbox 360, you know? Yeah. I think there's something to be said for that because I've bought every console version of Uno since then, and none of them have been as yeah. good. For, Are you, you're for just whatever reason. You're still chasing it's Uno. You're still like, chasing you know? that. You're still chasing yeah. that high. Yeah, but like it was just so good, uh, and you just meet. I mean, you meet garbage people, of course, but you sure. know, for the most part, it's an Uno game. It's not fucking Call of Duty or Mortal Kombat or whatever. Like people are there to chill and play some Uno, you yeah. know. Uh, and like, what's not to love about that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Uno's a yeah. fun game, no matter how you slice it. Yeah. Um. All right. Uh, did you have any more games, Tom? No, that's it. I hate all other multiplayer games. Yeah. So if the game wasn't basically, if the game wasn't on either <laughs> of our lists, we hate them. Uh, and since Shanae isn't here to provide a list of her own, that basically implies that she hates all online multiplayer games. So. Yeah. That's official. That that's canon. Uh, anyway, uh, thanks again for listening, guys. Uh, this has been a very fun conversation. Um, as always, you guys can check us out on our socials, uh, primarily the Instagram. Uh, let Tom know what you like and what you don't like on there. Uh, also, mm-hmm. just let him know how good he's doing. <laughs> just do that. Just let him. Just tell Tom that everything he posts is magic. Uh, I'm gonna block you like Seth Rogen. Sure. Uh, also, if you are, uh, if you're looking, if you're in the market for uh, some custom fight sticks, check out Jason's Customs. Uh, oh yeah, good job. And uh, also, uh, we will see you guys next time. Uh, as always, my name is Ryan Robinson. This here is Tom Shelby. Bye. Later. <laughs>